So I'm speaking with composer Heather Christian, uh, whose, fresh, whose fresh voice as a storyteller has been behind some popular and acclaimed short films. Heather scored the short film Gregory Go Boom with director Janiska Bravo. Uh, the two worked again for their feature film debut with Sundance darling Lemon. The film follows a man whose life begins to unravel after his girlfriend of 10 years leaves him. The film has an amazing cast, including uh, Brett Gelman, Judy Greer, Michael Sarah, Nia Long, Jeff Garland, Rhea Perlman, Martin Starr, Megan Mullally, and many, many more. Um, Heather, thanks so much for speaking today. I really appreciate uh, your time again to talk to you. Yeah, I'm glad to be here. <laughs> so to start, I'd love to know uh, your journey and um, path to becoming a composer. How did music kind of enter your life? And at what point did you realize, okay, I want to focus on film composing? Um, well, um, I started classical piano lessons when I was three. My great-grandmother was a uh, concert pianist. And so my mom put me in lessons super quick. Um, and my piano teacher was a holy terror. I took her the first piece I ever wrote when I was six. Um, and she told me that it was monotonous <laughs> and terrible. Wow. And I didn't write another piece of music again until I was 23 years old. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so sort of a you know, uh, circuitous journey. Um, but I had always uh, taken singing quite seriously. Um, it wasn't until I got to college. I went to drama school. thought I wanted to be a performer. Um, it wasn't until I uh, graduated and realized that my singing voice was way too bizarre to market <laughs> in any commercial uh, theatrical way um, that I started writing my own material for myself pretty much just as like, a okay, well, I need if I'm going to work, I need to write myself something that right. works um, by necessity. Um, and then I sort of met Janixa through this theater, um, this theater connection. We both went to theater school together, and she was the first person to sort of be like, you're a musical, write me a score. <laughs> and <laughs> wait, wait, what? Um, I didn't really consider what I was doing uh, composition mm. in, in any respect. I was like, maybe this is sound design, or like, I'm just whatever, I'm decorating her pieces. Right. Um, and when Jen Nixa transitioned from theater to film, I sort of came with her. And that was my first foray into composition. So I didn't really choose it. It just sort of happened that way, That's where right. I was somebody that she was comfortable working with. And so I just played a mad game, and still am playing a mad game of furious catch-up, trying to figure out what the hell I'm doing trying to put <laughs> music to picture. Um, but now in meeting more film composers, I'm sort of realizing that's just sort of the name of the game. Yeah. there's I've, I've talked to many who have kind of fell into it more than, you know, there's, of course, there's a few that have you know pursued it as a, as a passion of them, but there's, it kind of falls in their realm of, of, you know, of music or sound, and then and they kind of find that path, and it, it, it's kind of a, an awakening. I mean, when you finally started writing for film, did you discover something like, oh my god, like this is something that completely taps a different part of my brain, or is it, I can, yeah, write, yeah, like, yeah, so yeah, what, absolutely. So, um, I mean, I guess growing up, were there any artists or musicians or, or even composers uh, that really made an impact on you? Any styles of music? Oh, certainly. I mean, I had this really strange upbringing in that I was being trained classically, right. um, but my hands weren't big enough to play the romantics that I wanted to play. So I was always cheating and wanted to, 
wanted to play Rachmaninoff in secret um, <laughs> or wanted to play. Um, I really loved Debussy and um, Chopin, but was being forced to play Haydn. Um, and also, I grew up in Mississippi, and I have uh, a very uh, long family line of uh, Southern musicians that... Uh either dabble in honky-tonk or blues or gospel or just sort of like the traditional American canon. And I grew up singing um, church music, um, uh, gospel music primarily. But never these two worlds would meet um, until, you know, very recently when I'm like, oh, right, I'm a Southern American composer (laughs) in a lot of ways, in a lot of ways, like the swamp creeps back when you least expect it. That's awesome. Um, (laughs) Um, but I mean, in terms of like those kinds of influences, like I, I always, um, I always, I mean, my dad, my dad grew up playing Muddy Waters and Jimmy Reed in the house and I was obsessed with Irma Thomas, um, and listened a lot to Irma Thomas and Aretha Franklin and all of those soul legends until I found Michael Jackson and then it was just a different story. (laughs) Um, so I mean, yeah, now that you have this amazing, uh, film lemon which uh played at sundance and i'd love to talk mm-hmm. about working with uh, janiksa because you um worked on gregory go boom which is a short film she directed and then now you're mm-hmm. working on lemon so what is the working relationship like between her as a director and you as the composer so i mean i she pulled you into this world so you guys must have a pretty yeah. close, close bond yeah we do <laughs> she's uh like my oldest collaborator yeah um she's uh yeah, I mean, like I said, we we made theater together for years, um, and it's actually translated uh, kind of in, in, I mean, our process isn't very different. Mm-hmm. Um, she gives me a script, and Jenix is an incredibly visual uh, director, so I'll get, like, an entire packet of, like, these are the images that I'm responding to. These kinds of shots, this kind of light, this kind of color, mm-hmm. This this is what it feels like. And I start writing immediately. Um, and what I do is just like a mass, in the, in the case of the short, one library that is that I think of more of like a concept album ode to whatever it is that I think the movie is after these conversations with her, that then she cherry picks. And um, from that cherry picking, I can go in and really sort of like tie it up, make it all work together and turn it into a piece that sounds like itself. Um, In the case of Lennon, it turned into like, okay, here's three completely different directions, (laughs) Um, which I thought she would choose one from. um, And she chose all three. And then it became a more meticulous jigsaw puzzle um, to try and get fit together. Wow, because yeah, because Janixa has a you know already established herself as a director with a very distinct style, and that makes her film yeah. stand out. So for Lemon, and you you talk about these three different styles. Um, so what I mean besides that, was there any other challenge that you faced with this with the with the film? Because I know that anything with even with the slightest comedic kind of uh, touch, if, I feel like tone is mm-hmm. really the hardest part of nailing down a tone. Yeah. So was there anything yeah. with Lemon that kind of you had to kind of tackle and kind of kind of take over yeah but it's all it's also because Janixa has a sense of humor all her own mm-hmm. um which like so serendipitously joy mcmillan the editor just got implicitly um and because sometimes i don't get the jokes until i see the final cut 
Right. Um, I sort of have to like take out of my brain that I'm looking at it like it's a movie and I have to look at it like it's, um, I don't know, I don't, I don't know, like a, like three different plays, hmm. um, that I'm trying to be very earnest with. Um, but, uh, and then think about how it could be funny later in terms of timing. But because I approach, um, music in a, in a very character driven way. Um, like I, I feel like (laughs) at least like, for example, like with Isaac, it was like, what is, how does he, how does he think of his life right now? Right. So the music can take itself completely seriously, but because we have this idea in our head that he's a total schmuck, like the serious nature of the music plays as comedian. Right. Um, challenge. I mean, there's a lot of challenges, <laughs> a lot of challenges for a primarily non-film composer composing music for a film. Right. Um, yeah, uh, and but a lot of it has to do with sense of humor. I yeah. mean, that's the main thing. Is I, I live in fear that I've missed the joke. <laughs> so I mean, when you as a composer, and it's gonna be for any project or any as a you know tackling anything. Um, I guess what and you mentioned on on Lemon, or at least Janixa will give you images to start working off of but is that not like your normal starting point in your process do you try to or musically do you try to find a theme do you work kind of to find a certain melodies or colors before you kind of start building i guess the body of the score well usually it's an approach i like i decide on an approach first and mm-hmm. like approach for me is like a container of like how am i going to write it mm. how am i going to how am i going to think about it Um, so for like in the case of lemon, the first thing that I hooked myself onto, uh, kind of obviously as primarily a theater composer was to see bill, this terrible play that they're trying to stage. Mm -hmm. Um, it's not a terrible play. It's written by Chekhov, but it's a terrible production that they're staging in lemon. Um, uh, and, um, I, this is a play that I know very well. So I was like, and actually, weirdly, the emotional arc of Lemon sort of mimics the emotional arc of the seagull. So I was like, why don't I write, like, a vocal oratio <laughs> for the seagull Wow, um, that's happening in, uh, in Isaac's brain? Um, and so that gave me sort of a set of limitations that then I could work off of. It's like, okay. So I'm working with a vocal chorus, but I'm also working with monologues taken from the seagull, so I have a text. And it, as soon as I get a piece of text, really the text sort of colors how the thing wants to be written. Um, and then it just becomes about, like, counterpoint. What are the different textures right, within right. that? Um, but usually it's, like, one or two gimmicky, like, imagination prompts that I'll start with um, before I start worrying about what it's actually going to sound like. Cool. I mean, is, I mean, is there anything about a film that speaks to you louder than the rest? Like, I mean, you mentioned characters, uh, kind of getting to the head of a character, but is there something like, versus mm-hmm. the characters, the plot, is it the look, the sets? Is there one thing that kind of rises above to kind of pull that first note out of you? Ooh, um, yeah, language. Language. That's um, interesting. Yeah, language and, and like pace. So, so just like the, the way um, that the, the way the actor delivers the dialogue, or, or just the words exactly. on the page. Okay, wow, that's interesting. Yeah, like it's not even the words on a page; it's more like how the actor delivers it, ah. like or the tone of their voice, um, and you know, like what what they make me think is going on inside of them that's not being said, ah. and like if that's if that's a frenetic thing or if that's a 
you know, a slow, ongoing catastrophe. Like, those things, um, from, like, an acting perspective, are, are more fertile for me than, than anything else, I think. I mean, that makes sense, because, I mean, you're trying to speak, your music is trying to tell the audience something that isn't being said or shown so i mean that i think that makes a lot of sense actually yeah um, yeah well i mean lemon is such a, i mean congratulations on you know the, the buzz around it and and uh it's such Thanks. a you know fantastic project um but kind of you know now that you're in this world in this industry you know i know the discussion and the topic of female composers in hollywood has really ramped up recently and we all know yeah. it's a mainly you know male dominated profession but you've just come off you know this amazing acclaim from sundance um <laughs> and as a female composer in the industry i'd love to hear your point of view on the subject and you know what's going right what's still going wrong and do you have any advice for you know female composers that are looking to make a career here Oh, yeah, a little. I mean, I'm just sort of starting. I yeah. I do feel like it's it is one of those. I mean, and in theater composition as well, and right, certainly right. like I mean, in in the music industry. I mean, I I make records in the music industry. It's uh, it's it's not a thing if you're a girl or if mm -hmm. you're not a girl. <laughs> like that's part of your look. That's part of your thing. Nobody right. really talks about it. Yeah. But as a person in charge in theater and in film, like as a woman. Um, it's, there's this weird, uh, sense of, I have to act like the role that people normally assume the face is attached to in this kind of role, which mm -hmm. is usually a white male face. Yeah, exactly. Um, and the more that I do this, the more that I realize that like female, female creativity and female, um, uh, female power is completely different from, um, from a male creativity and male power, and I feel like, no, don't treat don't don't treat me like a like you would a, a male composer. Mm. Treat me like you would a powerful female composer. Right. That is an equal thing, but it is different, um, and I think more interesting. But maybe I'm just biased because <laughs> I am one. <laughs> no, I absolutely agree. I mean, I, you, it, it just every person and every, whether your gender, your race, comes you come with a completely different story and a different walk of life. So you can't be treated, you know, the same as you know. It's a completely different. You bring a different set of emotions and stories with you. So I think that's absolutely yeah. Right. Yeah, an uh, approach and process and intuition. Like my emotional tuition is great. My, <laughs> you know, exactly. my, my ability to intellectualize is maybe not as augmented. I don't necessarily attribute that to being my being a female, but right, right. I certainly think that we should all just sort of embrace that we're all individuals doing things completely differently. Um, and different people take a different degree of talking to. Exactly. Well, Heather, you, I mean, you've, you've made such a big impact with Lemon and, and congratulations with everything. And thanks so much for your time today. It was such a pleasure to to get to get behind your process and and congrats <laughs> and and I'm really looking forward to whatever comes next. Yeah, thank you. I so appreciate you taking the time to talk to me.